power of the mind is not a joke. Man, I said that I would do it and I did. Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Golden State of Mind, the podcast that focuses on mindset and improving the future. Today we always get straight into it. I hope everybody's doing well. We're going to talk a little business today. A lot of times it revolves around business, but it all relates and connects with health, relationships, mindset. Uh, you don't have one, you're failing. You have to work, you have to balance, and you have to improve. So if you get any value out of this, please share with friends and family. Otherwise, let the episode begin. Today we're going to talk about running a business and are you ready for it? Are you in the right state of mind? Are you ready for the responsibilities and everything that it has to come? Uh, a lot of people jump into business usually being optimistic and thinking of everything that can go right. A lot of times we don't think about what can go wrong. And a lot of times things do go wrong. And you really find out what you're made of. You find out who is all in and who's a quitter. You find out who is a doer. You find out who keeps their word. You find out who's solid. You find out who's reliable. You find out who is able to handle their shit under pressure. You learn a lot about how the world works and how the average everyday person is. You learn that there is a lot of people out there that do not have common sense. They're very rude and they only care about themselves. And the list goes on. You, you learn a lot by becoming a business owner, whether it's a small business to a large business. You can sell a product, you can sell a service, uh, whatever it is you do. If you are running a business, you're in the arena and you're dealing with the type of stuff that I deal with every day. Like I said, a lot of people are optimistic. They do the, the math and they're like, man, imagine if I did this, I would have you know X amount of money. And if I had my own shop or I had my own business or a team, like I would make times 10 and everything would just be straight up, 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 up. And I'll be a millionaire in, in a year and boom, I'll be driving a Lamborghini. And they just think like everything is going to be flawless and all the way up. And what they don't consider are all the pitfalls and mistakes and struggles that they're going to go through when they're learning and figuring things out. And the best way to figure things out is always hands-on. If you have someone that's able to help you so you don't have to make those mistakes, that's always uh, an advantage. If you know someone who's done what you want to do, I highly recommend you find or talk to someone that has done what you want to do. Pay them for their time and their knowledge. Take them out to lunch. Ask them if you're able to sit down and talk and find out some of the things that they did and how they got to where they are and some of the things that you can do to help speed the process up because you don't want to make the same mistakes as somebody else and you can avoid them why not so like i said a lot of people don't realize the things that will go through so i'm just going to go through a list i wrote like a quick breakdown of some of the things i deal with on a regular basis there's tons of other things but these are kind of like the general stuff that i deal with on a regular basis and i just shared so that maybe if you're considering it um, these are things to consider if you should or shouldn't and sometimes you can still be just as successful as the owner if not more successful uh, I have people that work with me in my shop that are just as successful if not more successful than me and they don't own it because they put in the work and they put in the work in the shop and they also put in the work out the shop 
and they make right choices with their personal life, their finances. They put their money and spend their money in ways that are going to help them. And they do very well for themselves. And it saves them the, the headache, the hassle, the stress that I go through. They don't have to deal with that. So when they're off, they're off. Their brain doesn't have to think about nothing. And they have more time to do other stuff and be more productive. Whereas with me, I'm never off. I'm always thinking. I'm always worried. I'm always, um, you know, having to make sure the shop is okay. You know, if it gets broken into, that's on me. If the cameras are, are beeping, I have to check it. That's on me. Um, if, if uh, you know, like our our lights aren't off or our AC doesn't turn off, that's on me to correct it and turn it on and off because it's my responsibility. <clears throat> Everything falls on me. So if something messes up, if someone doesn't close the refrigerator door, who's going to replace the refrigerator? That falls onto me. If the AC stays on and burns out, that falls on me. Whatever the issues come about, those fall under the owner. And that's what you sign up for is taking the responsibility of if shit hits the fan. So if you're not willing to do that, business and owning a business or running a business or service may not be for you. Um, for us, you know, we do tattoos, so it's a lot about the art. And not everybody is made for business. A lot of people that are artists are artists. That means they're introverts. They don't like numbers. They don't like to talk to people. They just like to create. And they're not trying to do all that stuff like check their emails and write posts and market and have a, a schedule and be on a routine. It's very structural and they're very opposite of that. They're very free will and go as they feel and create as they go. And so they need some sort of assistance sometimes in order to manage that kind of lifestyle so that they can be successful. So responsibility may not be the number one choice for them. They may not want to be responsible for everybody in the shop. They may not want to be responsible for, do we have toilet paper? Do we have paper towels? Is there gloves? Did we lock the door? Um, change the light bulbs? Anything else that could be in between that. If any of that ends up missing, who are they going to call? Me. I'm, I'm pretty much like the landlord. I'm the guy they're going to call to say, hey, Steve, there's no toilet paper. And what's going to happen? Can you run a shop with no toilet paper? If someone has to go to the bathroom, what's going to happen? So even if I'm off work, my responsibility is to make sure that that gets replaced. Now, that may be me physically driving and doing it. That may be me calling my assistant and having them take care of it. Or if you're doing your job right, you should have it pre ready in case things run out when stuff starts to run low you should be stacked up and ready to go and it should never run out if you're doing what you need to do and you're on top of things so having a lot of responsibility is number one when it comes to being the head of the business the number two would probably be like babysitting the amount of staff you have that's the amount of personalities you're going to have with us we have a pretty big size shop i have about 10 people i work with that's 10 different personalities, that's 10 different problems, that's 10 different opinions, and that's a lot going on. And even though our shop is solid, we have no drama, I still am the one that ties everyone together. And I always tell them, they all may have issues in their life, just like me, we all have issues, we all go through things. There's good days, there's bad days, 
There's days with drama. There's days without drama in personal life. All their drama is my drama. I take it in and it's my responsibility. I may be wrong, but to me, it's my responsibility to help them out because I'm the head of the shop. So if one of my guys is having um, mental health issues and feeling sad and depressed and not into it and feeling lost, that's my responsibility to talk to him and help him out. Whether it be me physically helping him or me pointing him in the right direction into where he can go get help if he needs something professional. All the other guys on our team, they may not care. That's the, that's not their weight. They are there to work. They're there to tattoo. They're there to make their money and do their job for their customer and go home. So if another teammate is like in the hole, it would be nice for them to, to lend a helping hand or to say something nice but it's not their responsibility. If another guy or girl is having issues in their relationship and they come in stressed out and and venting, that becomes my responsibility to talk them down and calm them down and make sure they're doing okay, they're not making dumb decisions, they're not having a bad attitude with their customer, and that falls under me and not any other coworker because at the end of the day, that's not their problem, it's my problem, it's my shop, and if something goes wrong, they're good. I'm the one who has to suffer. So it has to do with a lot of babysitting and making sure people are okay. And I don't say babysitting as in a negative way. I say it as in a way where you take on the responsibility of watching other people. And if you have people who maybe act more immature or act like kids or you know, there's a lot of messing around and talking shit, you have to make sure that they don't cross the boundaries. You have to make sure that people aren't getting offended and people are talking trash behind one another and you have to make sure to keep your morale tight and solid because if it starts to get to that it becomes like a a, there's no rules and then things can go out of hand and it turns into chaos and then that causes problems so you always have to find that balance of the sweet spot where you can have fun you could be at work you could be comfortable But at the same time, you mean business and you have expectations without being bossy or rude or telling people what to do. Like I said, supplies is always important. You have to make sure you're responsible of everything. All the supplies fall under you. And if things don't get done, you have a dirty shop, you have a dirty business, you have things that are essential. And if you don't have them, it falls short. And what are you going to do? That shows poor leadership and some people aren't made for that customer service customer service you have to be 100 percent on top of it that means you can't be emotional you can't cuss out a customer you can't talk shit to them even in a business like tattooing i can say what i want i could do what i want it's my shop but that's a bad attitude at the end of the day if any customer is ever giving us a hard time i always have to talk to them the way i do like a podcast i have to talk to them professionally I talk to them straightforward. I let them know what's fair, what's not fair. If they're trying to take advantage of us or if we did fuck up, we own it, we apologize, and we let them know what can we do to solve the problem. The goal is always to de-escalate the situation and not make it worse. My workers, on the other hand, I would like them to be that way too. But are they all that way? Sometimes they're not. 
Sometimes they can get into their feelings. Sometimes they can get upset. Sometimes they can argue back with their customers. And then that becomes my responsibility where I have to step in and I have to help out. I have to deescalate or I have to fix things. I've tattooed for over 12 years and I've only had two incidents where there was actual arguing. It doesn't happen often, but there are times where it gets to that level. Um, usually the customer says something offensive and it becomes disrespectful. And so if somebody feels disrespected, their feelings get hurt and they say something and it becomes offensive. And now it's like a standoff and a back and forth of exchanging uh, words in a disrespectful way and you're arguing. So as the owner, as the leader, as the head, I have to make sure to solve the problem so it doesn't become worse. And then the day it's, it's about having customer service. It's about keeping a reputation. It's about not having bad reviews. And it's about leading by example. If I lose my cool, that shows everybody that I'm not ready to be a leader. So I have to lead by example and show them this is how you handle the situation. And then at the end, when the customer leaves, then I could talk to them one on one and say, hey, you know, like, this is what you can do next time to handle the situation. I get it. I know you're upset. I know that's how you felt. But next time, try doing this and see if it works a little bit better. And if you can't just call me and I'll come talk to them. And not there are customers that are always going to be those type of people that just come in and give you a hard time. They can never be made happy. They always find a problem. And they're just those type of people that are trying to get something free. So I'm never mad at them. And I always have their back because if they do their job and they do it right, I never have a reason to be upset with them. Assets and liabilities. If you are hiring people, Everybody on your team should be an asset, meaning they should bring some value to the team. They should be a winner. They should be guaranteed. And in the return, you should be doing the same for them, and they should be leveling up as well. Majority of my people are all assets. They make the shop better. They improve the shop. They increase our value. We grow. We improve. We gas each other up. It does what it's supposed to do. And because we have solid heavy hitters that take care of their, their business, it attracts other heavy hitters. It attracts other good artists. And so A players like to be with A players. B players are kind of just like in the middle. And C players are very like intimidating. So C players don't like to be around A players because they make them look bad. So C players, they stay around C players. But if you put a C player with the A players and they're willing to learn, they can grow and learn to become an A player if they want to. But you have to find out if that person really wants to. But luckily, you know, like we have a lot of A players and everybody helps each other and there's friendly competition on trying to grow and improve and level up and we do great. I've had people I work with that are liabilities. Liabilities are people where you always have to worry. Are they going to mess up? Are they going to make mistakes? And you, like for me, I was tattooing. I have to hold my breath and say, I hope he does a good job. I hope she does a good job. I hope they don't mess up. I hope it's not crooked. I hope they don't misspell it. And I have to always like hover over them and micromanage them and tell them like, let me double check. Let me triple check. Let me see how you're doing it. 
um, make sure you do it this way. And I really have to tell them how to do it. Uh, that could be someone like a student as well, but that's understandable because they're learning. But if it's someone that you're not training and that's just how they roll, to me, that's a liability. And you may make money in the short term, but it's like one mistake can cost you a big mistake. So you need to be very careful with them. That's just from my experience. So I try to make sure to have assets and not liabilities when it comes to employees. And the only way you can find that sometimes is through experience. So giving them a one-month trial just to see if you guys are compatible is always great because you don't really know how someone is until you're with them on a day-to-day. That's just a little bit about employees and the internal structure of like a shop. Now, if that's something that you're excited about, you enjoy doing, and you like putting out those problems, then maybe businesses for you or um, selling a product or doing a service. If it's not for you, maybe being just an independent contractor where you just roll solo and you just do what you do, maybe better. Or if you can find an opportunity to be with the team that can carry all that weight and you're able to just do what you do, those are always an option also. You don't always have to do it on your own. I always tell people, if you could find someone that is willing to help, like how like I tried to do with my team, if you could find someone who's willing to help and they're just not there to take all your money, then take advantage of that and don't burn the bridge you have and do what you need to do to grow and improve. And not only are the, the shop helping you, you are helping the shop and you guys are growing together. It's a two-way street. And so then you have to have the other mindset now of business. And in business, it's it's war. That's literally what it is. Everybody around you is trying to take you out of business. That's the mindset you have to have. They're trying to take food off your table for your kids. They're trying to put your lights out at your home. They're trying to get you evicted so you can't pay your bills. That's the mindset you have to have when you're competing and when you're taking care of everybody that comes in the door. So my goal is always to treat my customers with 100%, take care of their time management, take care of how they feel, make sure they're comfortable, make sure they're happy. I give them no reason to talk shit about me or the studio whenever they leave. And the only thing they're going to be saying is nice things, hopefully. That's my goal when they come in. And that is my kill-all mentality so that even if they see other tattoo shops, I make sure that I kill it in every single way possible so that they don't even consider wanting to go to another shop. And if they do, it's not a big deal. But my mentality is to kill all. At the same time, I make sure to help all as well. As much competition as I want to destroy the same time I also want to help them it's a weird contradicting place to be in but it's friendly competition and I don't mind helping also with us tattooing is a small community so we all know each other if you live in the same area we all know each other someone knows someone we all have customers that bounce around there's people that get tattooed everywhere so Like I said, we know everybody and I've had it many times where even when we didn't have as many tattoo artists with us, we were backed up and we were booked up for two, three, four months at a time. If we weren't able to get somebody in, I would still recommend them to good artists that are around our studio. Even though I didn't know them, 
even though we weren't friends, I would still shoot their information and say, hey, check out this spot. Check these guys out. Check this girl out. They do that style work. They're really good. They may not be booked up or they may have an opening. Try them out because we're booked. And so these are my opponents. These are my enemies that I'm battling against in the tattoo world. But at the same time, we're friends because I want to see them win also. There's enough people for all of us to tattoo. And it's not like they're hurting me in any way. If I'm booked up and they're booked up, if they need customers, I don't mind sharing with them. And they probably don't mind sharing with me. And when you have that mindset, it's a lot more friendly. There's no beef. There's no hostile issues. And when problems happen, you guys have a small community where you can help one another if anything was to ever happen. A lot of people think they have to hate the other person in town that does what they do, but you could actually be allies. You could be friends and you can do well. You know, you could talk about prices together. You could talk about products. You could talk about services and you guys can match one another and actually help one another out if you're able to communicate in a, in a good way. So it's hard to find like a balance of being kind to all but at the same time, you have to have the mindset of kill all and destroy. And only some people will understand that. It's hard to explain, but if you're in the arena and you are doing business, you should know what that's like. If you're doing sports, it's the same thing. Like All the athletes, when they see each other before the game starts, they're laughing, they're shaking hands, they're talking, they're having a good time. But as soon as it's time to play ball, they go into gladiator mode. They shut that off and they try to kill each other. And then at the end, whoever wins and loses, they shake hands, they laugh, they congratulate one another, they say good job, and the the kill mode shuts off. And that's exactly how it is when it comes to business. And um, just to kind of roll off of that, it's always leading by helping. A lot of people get into business for the one main thing. It's money. They want to make money. They want to solve their financial issues. They want to save themselves. And that's okay because, like I said, they're trying to save themselves. They're trying to keep the bills paid. They're trying to keep their lights on. They're trying to get to a stable place in their life. They are in survival mode. And once they get past survival mode and they're able to sustain their life, business starts to grow and become more than just about you it be it outgrows you and it becomes more about we and more about helping others and more about giving back and one of the one of the best quotes i ever heard was helping will take you places grinding never can and simply to say if you're just grinding 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 and chasing that dollar and chasing money it's only going to take you so far but if you chase helping, if you chase kindness, if you chase um, helping people to grow and be better at whatever it is they do, solve problems, that's going to take you so much farther than just grinding is going to do. But if you put both of those together, you can be unstoppable. And if you lead by helping, you will only get so much farther in life. The first few years I tattooed, it was all about survival mode and trying to get to a point where I could survive. Once I got to that point, everybody that works with me in the studio, they came to the studio in help in hopes of becoming better when I hired them. 
everybody, the goal is how can I help you? How can I improve you? And how can you improve me? And everybody that came in, we answered those questions together. And if I wasn't able to help them, I told them straight up, I can't help you. This shop isn't for you. I wish you the best, but we're not compatible because I can't provide you any value or you can't provide me any value. It's not personal. That's just what it is. But everybody that's been with us, the goal is to grow. And that's in every category. So I expect everyone to double their money. I expect everybody to double their work quality. I expect everybody to have more time off than they've ever had so they can spend it with their family or their friends or their personal life. And when you lead that way, you make the environment where people want to work in. You make the environment friendly and happy. People aren't mad that they have to go to work. They're happy that they get to be at work because it's only for three or four days. They get to do something they love. They make a ton of money. They they, they're around good people, and then they get to go home and spend it with their friends, their family, their girlfriend, their boyfriends, their husbands, their wives. They get to go do fun stuff. Like, that's the goal, to have a life that you want to live and go to work where you want to go to work. And if you lead by helping others, you'll always find a way to win, and you'll always be ahead of the game. <laughs>